Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks for listening in on another episode. Or if this is your first time stopping by, I'm grateful to have you. This podcast is all about the getting started moments, the turning points that got each guest started on a new path toward happiness, the ups and downs of the journey, how they were able to commit to a change, and all the lessons learned along the way. I hope you all enjoyed this particular episode, so let's jump right in and get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome back in a former guest of the podcast, Lexi Godlewski. And I always enjoy my conversations with Lexi, and I haven't caught up with her in a while, and I was really interested to learn from her about her big decision that she's made in her life, moving from New York, where that's her home, that's where all her family's at, and going 5,000 miles away to Hawaii, and why she made that decision, you know, what was the kind of emotional roller coaster leading up to that decision and actually going through with it, and then, you know, what's it look like a year into her um her stint in Hawaii and what's gone on, what she's learned from it, how that's you know changed her as a person. And I appreciate her coming on, being very vulnerable about her story and, and what's going on in her life. And I hope you all enjoy the, the conversation and can learn a lot from her experience. So without further ado, please welcome in Lexi Galuski. When we talked last, well, I know, I know we've caught up, obviously, while you've been in Hawaii, but you know, on the podcast before, you were, you know, you know, kind of starting your own kind of marketing, you know, uh, consultancy agency, you can, you may term it something different, but you can correct me on that. But you're kind of doing that you're up in New York, kind of pumping that out. And then something happened. Where you're like, <laughs> so start, let's, let's start everyone there. Let's go back maybe like a year, year and a half, whatever it's been. Um, and how did life change for you? What were some of the things that are going through your mind back then to kind of get to you to Hawaii and where you're at today? Yeah, definitely. Great question. So it's been four years already since I took the leap to quit my nine to five and start my own business. And that in and of itself has been a journey of figuring out, you know, the whole thing of how to build a business. And so um, I've always known, it's always been a dream of mine to live by the beach and live in warm weather and, and that type of thing. And so what really changed things was last year, it was 2020. And so I was living in New York and New York was super strict throughout the whole pandemic about what was closed and what you could do and what you couldn't do and everything. And so essentially all throughout the entire year of 2020, I was just working from my house in New York um, on my business, which meant that I was working every day by myself on my computer. And um, that was just kind of my, my routine. I was putting in 10, 12 hour days every day and just trying to grind it out to build this business up and, and to kind of build, um, build this dream that I have. And so, um, what really was the game changer for me was that in, um, July of 2020, you know, I was super thankful where my family and I were still able to go to the beach for vacation. And so we took a week off. That was actually the first time that I had taken a week off since starting my business. So I, I have been in it, um, rolling up my sleeves, feeling like I can't take a break and that I have to keep building this and I have to keep going. And so that during 2020 was the first time I took a week off and went on full vacation mode, told all my clients, you know, I'm going to be away if you need something, what do X, Y, and Z. And we went to the beach and I absolutely loved it. You know, I rented a bike for the week and I was biking all around town and biking to the beach and going and hanging out on the beach, watching sunsets, doing all the things. And I was on a high. I was like, this is my dream life. This is, I absolutely love being here. Um, this is amazing. And then when the week ended and we went back home in New York, I totally crashed and it went from a super high to a super low where I was back into working by myself on my computer every day, the long days, the just, and then at that point, you know, then fall starts to come around and everything gets cold in New York. And so I went from a super high, high to a very low, low to the point where, again, I did not want to get out of bed. I did not have that same drive to work on my business that I had before. And, and it was pretty extreme where I noticed it in me and my family noticed it in me where something had changed and something had switched. And that was really the number one point <laughs> the, or the uh, loudest point that made it clear that it was like, okay, 
you know, something needs to change now in my environment because I went from such a high to such a low. And so from there, I actually then um, a couple of weeks after that took another trip. I booked like a a weekend. I think it was like a three day weekend. I went um, to the North shore of Massachusetts and went to the beach again. And I was like, let me just test the waters on this and see if it really is like, I need to be by the ocean. I need to be by the water. And again, it was like that same feeling of being by the water and being by a city like Boston. I was like, this is somewhere that I want to be. And it just lights me up and it gives me a whole new energy. And so I had this idea planted in my mind that I wanted to move by the ocean and I wanted to kind of change my environment up. And then as 2020 continued to progress, it, it, kind of just became very clear to me that I was spending all my time just on my computer working on my business. And I had this little epiphany where I saw my 20s going by and I was like, man, I don't want to just spend this time working on my computer and just building this business. Like I want more out of life. I want to, and my whole, my whole thing of, you know, why I even get out of bed every day is to experience the richness of life. I want to experience all that life has to offer and see what's possible and and everything. And that's the original dream that kind of got me to quit my nine to five and start my own business in the first place is to see what's really possible and to to experience all that life has to offer. And so I began um, working with my life coach again and working with her to figure out, all right, what's the vision? You know, what's the dream? Where do I want to be? And I really had this very clear vision of, I want to be somewhere in warm weather by the ocean, by the water and, um, and just kind of create my own lifestyle out there. And so I started looking at three different options. Um, I weighed the options of moving to Florida, California, or Hawaii. So I knew moving from New York, it was going to be a far venture. And, um, I didn't know any of the details just yet, but I started to kind of (laughs) tell my, tell my family and tell my friends, I started telling them, even though I didn't know the details, I started saying, Hey, just a heads up. I'm going to be moving sometime, (laughs) sometime soon. Um, It's going to be somewhere pretty far away because I want to be somewhere in warm weather and by the ocean and um, started to kind of put these different intentions out there. And um, then you know, at the end of 2020, Hawaii actually created a movers and shakas program, which is all about getting remote workers onto the island because they took such a hit when tourism stopped in 2020 that they were looking for a way to get remote workers here. And so I saw this program come out at the end of 2020. I think I had three to five different friends reach out to me and send me info for the program. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And um, I applied for that. I got, I didn't get accepted into kind of their main program, but they did create a whole subcategory of people they thought would still come out to Hawaii and, and still would want to make that journey there. And so I got accepted in that to the subcategory of that. And that's really where the seed was planted of, you know, let's give this a shot and let's see what happens. And, Mm -hmm. and I came with the intent of let me go for a year and experience a full year in Hawaii and see what happens. And so I ended up finding roommates online and, um, ended up actually, I signed my lease, put my security deposit down and bought my one-way flight all on the same evening (laughs) on the same day. And then, um, a few months later I was on a plane to Hawaii and now here we are today. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. (laughs) Let's start unpacking the bags on that. Um, So let me go back to one, congrats on making that life change. I know that's a, that's a major step for anyone. Um, So, uh, so kudos to you for doing that. How do you think, how do you think you had the the courage to make that decision, because it's not like you're going from like, Hey, I'm going to leave this city and I'm going to go, you know, an hour away. Like you moved from upstate New York to Hawaii. I mean, if that was a straight flight, I have to imagine (laughs) I'm doing the math. I I bet if it was a straight flight, it'd probably be close to, you know, 12 to 14 hours. That's exactly what it's around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, you know, that's like, that's a pretty long distance. So I'll ask it again. How did you have the courage to say, I'm making this change and I'm going to stick through it? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And that's a question that I get asked a lot because it isn't just a small 
you know, drive or short drive or a small leap, like it's, it's literally moving to the other side of the country, like as far as, you know, you could go. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily about courage to do it. For me, I was in such a, I was in such a, like, I don't want to say bad spot, but such like a deep, dark spot after I hit that low coming back from um, vacation with my family that I knew I needed to do something about it because I couldn't stay in this spot that I am today. And that was really the driver. So it wasn't even courage. It was just like, I needed to do something. And I experienced the same thing when I was at my nine to five, like getting ready to start my own business was that I, I just knew I couldn't stay where I was because it was way too uncomfortable and it was way too um, challenging and hard and not what I wanted. And so I knew that if I went to Hawaii and I didn't like it, I could always come back to New York. Like that's always a safe kind of haven. And it was the same thing when I left my job to start my own business was I knew at the end of the day, I always have my business degree. I always have the experience that I've gained and the skills I've gained and the knowledge where I could always go back and get another full-time job if I wanted to. And so it wasn't even necessarily, I don't see it as having the courage I see it more so as I needed to do something to get myself out of this dark spot because it wasn't good. <laughs> it, it didn't feel good to be there. And it, it wasn't helping me, you know, show up better in my business or live the life that I wanted to live. And so it was more so like, I just want to try this out. Um, and at the end of the day, I know that if it doesn't work, I can come back to New York or I can figure something else out. And at the end of the day, it comes back to that whole thing of like, I want to experience the richness of life. So when I, the way that I tend to make decisions, this might be a little extreme is I think about, you know, when I come to the end of my life and, and it's my last day here, if I don't do this thing, will I regret it? And I knew that Hawaii was one of those things where if I didn't do it, I would regret it. And so it's that sense of, I don't want to regret things that drives me more than thinking that it's a courageous thing, um, thing to do. And it's also what I talk about with my friends is that I've had a lot of different experiences in the past that have also prepared me for this leap that I think if I didn't have those past experiences, I wouldn't have made the leap to do this. So things such as, you know, I've traveled um, abroad, I've studied abroad in college, I've, you know, just the, the courageous acts of things you need to do when you're building a business and stretching outside of your comfort zone. Like, if I haven't taken those steps previously, I would not have been ready to make such an extreme leap to go from New York to Hawaii. But I believe it's those past experiences that really built up and, and helped me gain the muscle and the strength yeah. um, to understand that when I take a leap, things always work out and, and it's going to get figured out and it's going to be okay. And even if I take the leap and it doesn't work out, I can always go back to where I am today. That's a, that's a great point. Cause yeah, a kind of a simple analogy, you know, if we, we can always interject the fitness analogy of like you, you went out there, you ran a few miles here and there, you kind of worked on some stuff to prepare you for the marathon, right? You yeah. didn't just go run a marathon, but right. at the same token, and again, tell me if I'm wrong on the analogy here, but like, um, but like if obviously if you go do the marathon, you don't finish, it's okay. Yeah. You go back and, but you've already, yeah. you, that experience that you learned from it now makes you better for the next one. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel is that I knew that, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, the, the, I didn't, I still don't see it as courage. It just felt like something that I needed to do in order to follow, you know, I'm, I'm all about my whole brand is about being a soulpreneur, which means leading with your heart first and then building a business around that. And so for me, that is such a big driver for me is to listen to whatever your soul is calling you to, or your intuition or your instincts, whatever you want to call it. And whatever those, um, things that are, that are pulling you forward, I am more interested in, in like experimenting with that and seeing what's possible than I am to stay in the fears or stay in the place that's like uncomfortable. Um, I'd rather take the leap and, and see what happens. And even if you fail, you know, you, you pick yourself back up and you learn something from it and you can always go back, like you said, and, and retry the marathon. Um, but to me, it's just, it's that curiosity factor. And it's that part where I just got to see what's possible. Um, that drives me more than anything. Well, I think that's courageous. 
<laughs> Thank you. I think that, yeah, to having that, I mean, because there's different types of definitions of it, but uh, I, I really think, you know, because again, that's a lot to be able to pick up and just go. And, and, and also too, I think before we even get there is to have the recognition that, because I think we, we all get into this at some point is where we get pissed off. We get mm-hmm. anxious, frustrated, insert, whatever kind of bad, you know, kind of mental state, but we stay in it. Mm-hmm. We don't do things to change. So you made a concerted effort to be like, wait a minute. And, and what I liked that you said earlier was you did the trip, you came back, you felt terrible, and then you kind of tested it again by going to the, yeah. the, the, the beach. By, so it's almost yeah. like, now let me just, wait, hold on a second. Let me see this here. Let me see what, let me, and, and it's, and I, and I, just cause I know you, you know, better than most guests I have on here that, you know, maybe I meet for the first time or two is that you're very thoughtful around and intentional. So you, I, I guarantee what you're leaving out maybe is there were hours and hours of sitting in thought yeah, talking yeah. Through, you know what I'm saying. Can, can you definitely? Share, well, can you share a little bit about like I don't know if it was journaling or meditation or whatever. Like, how did you come to the conclusion? How did you kind of, um, I guess, connect the dots with? Yeah. Okay, here's where I am. Here's where I want to be. How did you get to the mental state, if I, if you will? Definitely, the number one thing that really changed my life was that when I was thinking about leaving my full-time job and starting my business, I was working with a coach at the time and I wanted to get into coaching. So originally I wanted to become a life coach for people. And so my coach said, well, why don't you, you know, find a coaching like course that you can go through. It'll help you build up that coaching confidence, teach you how to coach, um, that type of thing. I'm like, all right, good idea. And she's like, just find one course, at least like, you don't have to find a full program, just find one school and find one course that aligns with you and, um, and go from there and see if you like it or not. And so that's what I did. And I, I took this one course that was all about creating your vision for your life. And that changed my life because that was the first time I ever sat down and asked myself, what is the life that I want to live versus what is the life that other people want me to live? Mm -hmm. And so it asked, there was one worksheet I did that um, asked, had like 10 to 20 questions on it, all about, you know, your, your dream life of, of where do you envision yourself living? What type of lifestyle do you want to have? What are the, what are the things you want to have in your life? Who are the people that you want to have in your life? It asked all these different questions. And that really was a game changer for me because that was the first time I was able to sit down and ask myself, you know, what is the, what is the type of job I want to have? What is the type of career I want to have? What is the type of impact I want to have? What is the type of lifestyle that I want to have? And that was the first time that I began to map all of these things out. And one of the things that it had us do was create a whole vision board. And so what I started to do was um, create a whole Pinterest board, essentially, of pictures of the lifestyle that I wanted to create. And I still have this Pinterest board today and, and we'll scroll through it. And it's so funny because when you scroll through it, like 75% at least of the pictures include water, sunsets, surfing, like the ocean, bike rides by the beach, like all of these different things. And so it's been this kind of development over time that I've always have noticed is that that is such like a, a part of um, the world that I want to have and, and the life that I want to create. And so that's been kind of a continual process, but really that initial step of asking myself for the first time, you know, what is the type of lifestyle that I actually want versus the one that maybe has been dreamed up for me by someone else or the one that society wants for me? Like, what is what is the lifestyle that I actually want to have? And so that's been a big kind of development. But you're totally right where there have been complete times where I've just sat and thought about, you know, what is that type of lifestyle that I want to have? Who do I want to be spending my time with? What do I want to be spending my time doing? And um, especially during 2020, when everything was closed and there wasn't anything to go do anyway, you know, all of the events that I had were canceled, any networking events I had were canceled. And so it gave me a lot of time to sit with that too. And kind of think about that is, you know, what do I want to be filling my time with and my life with? And, um, and more adventure, time with friends, community, time outside in nature, the ocean, surfing, all of these different things came up time and time again. And that's really how I knew kind of the next direction that I wanted to, to bring myself in. So you, you said you set a, a one-year mark for Hawaii. Is that the, was that the initial 
plan? Yeah, the initial plan was, so my original thinking back in 2020, so I had the idea, you know, summer of 2020 that I knew I wanted to do something about it. In my mind, I was thinking, all right, things are closed here in New York. And then especially (laughs) New York in the wintertime in a pandemic, there's really nothing much to do. And so um, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I could move, ideally, I was thinking of beginning of 2021 and start, you know, kind of the year in, in a new place, in a new environment, that type of thing, that would be the ideal. And I remember actually that I did not hit that goal. And I remember, you know, starting the new year off in New York and feeling so disappointed in myself, actually, that I had not gotten to where I was today. And looking back now, I see that it, um, it worked out at the timing worked out exactly when it was meant to, and it was supposed to. And so I actually ended up moving mid April um, of 2021. So it was even, it was less than a year to be honest with you, but I did have the, um, I did have the idea at the beginning of 2021. That's kind of when the seed started to start to grow of, you know, having the idea to move somewhere else and, and that type of thing. And then 2020 hit. And so I kind of stayed put, and then once that experience happened in the summer of 2021, that was kind of the confirmation for me of like, all right, let's really do something to get this moving. Cause I can't stay where I am today. And then that was, um, so less than a year was when it actually fell into place and, and things moved, but there was a lot of the, um, a lot of the mindset work was done during that time, which I think made a huge difference. So one of the things that I tell people is like, I started, and and as I mentioned, like I started to talk about this lifestyle and I started to tell people that I was moving and I started to tell people about this before anything was actually physically, you know, manifested or physically here. So I remember um, in the fall of, of 2020, before any plan, before I had any idea that I was confirmed idea that I was actually moving to Hawaii, before I had any plans for roommates or for a flight or anything, I remember that I went to go um, and cancel my gym membership for the gym because my membership was up and everything. And so I sat down with the guy from the gym and he was like, all right, so why are you, you know, canceling your gym membership? And before I had any plans, flights, any idea that I was moving here, I sat down, I said to him, I'm moving to Hawaii. And he was like, whoa, like that's, that's pretty far away. I'm like, I know. And so I really started to do a lot of the mindset work and I started to tell people and I started to put it out there um, way before things were actually in place. And I think that's what actually helped me have things fall into place because then when the timing was actually right, it was super easy to find roommates. It was super easy to book my flight and like things just moved so easily and so effortlessly. I think because I kind of had that intention in my mind and already made the decision in my mind that I was going to do this thing that helped, uh, helped me a lot when it was actually time for things to fall into place. Did you hesitate at all going? (laughs) I hesitated after I got here. I remember that first day, you know, my flight landed, one of my roommates picked me up from the airport. I had just met her online. Like I had never, I've never been to Hawaii. I did not know anyone in Hawaii before moving here. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to pick you up, drop you off at the house. I got to run back to work. Um, but I'll see you later, you know, afterwards. And so I'm by myself in this beach house in Hawaii and like go across the street and, um, go sit by the water. And I'm just sitting there like, what did I just get myself into? And so the anxiety and the hesitation actually came after I made the leap. And I remember telling myself in that moment, I was like, all right, if we can just make it through one day at a time, like, let's just focus on today. Let's just make it through today. And then tomorrow I'll do the same thing. And honestly, that was the thing that got me through was um, kind of just saying to myself, all right, bring it back to the present moment. Let's just make it through today. And then let's make it through tomorrow. And what I kind of told um, my family when I left too, was that every three months, I was just going to do a check-in with myself too and say, you know, am I happy here? Am I not happy here? Do I want to go back? Do I want to move somewhere else? And kind of sticking to that. And, and I said to myself, all right, let me just, when I felt that hesitation come in, it's like, let me just make it through today and let me make it through a week. And I was able to do that. And I was like, all right, if I made it through a week, I can make it through another week. And then I did that. And the more that I continued to try to just like show up and stay in the room and like break through that fear, the more that things continued to just show me that, 
you know, it always, it will work out and you'll meet people and you'll find your community and that type of thing. And one of the things that really helped me, I think was that I did previously travel, like I mentioned. And so I knew that every time I go to a new place, there's some sort of culture shock that comes into play here. So at least mentally, I was already preparing that I knew that some sort of culture shock would probably come into play. Um, so in that, that hesitation, (laughs) I, I was expecting some type of culture shock, but I felt it deep. Like, what did I just get myself into? Like now it's real and now people know, and now (laughs) there's like things set in place, um, that, that hesitation definitely came in afterwards. So did you have some sort of plan? Like you're still running your business? Correct. Yeah. So did you, but did you have a plan other than, all right, I'm going to go here. I hope they have Wi-Fi so I can do my business. And like, you know, like, like, or was there anything else? You had a roommate you mentioned, but like, is there anything else you put into place prior to arriving? Um, I would say I, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi and the phone were definitely my biggest concerns for sure. Um, were, am I going to have Wi-Fi? And am I going to have signal if the Wi-Fi doesn't work that type of thing? So thankfully that, I had already worked that out like before I signed my lease and everything was that it was very clear that there was Wi-Fi and that type of thing. Um, otherwise, put in plans put into place. I met my roommates online and we did a few FaceTime calls and that type of thing um, beforehand. And so that I knew at least, you know, I'm I'm living with people. Our, our, <laughs> my thinking and my roommates thinking were, um, you know, if you're crazy enough, because all my roommates too actually did the same thing where they moved from all different places around the US into this little beach shack with a bunch of strangers. And so I kind of knew that I was like, if there's other 20 something girls who are willing to just pick up and leave their home and go live on this island in the middle of the ocean, we've got to have some sort of like, common similarity here because that's not for everyone, you know? And so, um, I had my roommate set up and that was honestly it. I sold my car in New York, um, before I came out here. And otherwise I was like, let me just go and, and test the waters. And I know once I get there, I'll figure it out one step at a time and I'll figure out the details. Um, and, uh, and see what happens when I get there. The the roommate's been pretty cool for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, um, I have, I actually moved out of that first house that I was living in into a different one. But um, my my roommates, I'm still friends with them today of the people that I was living with and everything. Nice. Um, and they were super cool. And it's it's just crazy who you can meet, and you never know who you're going to meet and whose paths you're going to cross um, when you're just willing to take a leap and and kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. Well. Well, I want to go and I'm going to go down a, a rabbit hole in a minute. So cool. I'm going to, I'm going to stick on where we're at though, because okay. you, you mentioned putting yourself out there. Um, I want to talk about you swimming with sharks <laughs> because that's crazy in my mind. Um, <laughs> that's pretty crazy in my mind too. Yeah. So like obviously <laughs> you, you, you push yourself outside your comfort zone to get to Hawaii and, and you, you could share other stories as well, but that was one I, I know I'm, I mentioned you online. I was like, what are you doing? So can you share <laughs> how you got to swimming with sharks? That was a fear of your, I'm, I'm assuming it's a fear of most people like yeah. getting in water with sharks. But anyways, what what, what, yeah. what happened there? Great question. Um, so as you know, if you couldn't tell already, I'm very adventurous and I love to kind of test the limits on that and um, experience what life has to offer. But so the interesting thing about shark dives is that most of us, um, all of our lives have been kind of conditioned to be afraid of sharks and to be nervous about them. And that comes from Hollywood. You know, there's tons of movies with shark attacks and be afraid of sharks. And it comes from media of hearing about shark ta- shark attacks and hearing about um, sharks coming and biting someone and that type of thing. But truth is, is that we are not sharks ideal diet is that sharks do not actually want to eat humans. Um, (laughs) Sharks actually like to eat uh, smaller fish, fish that actually have diseases or are dying. Um, Sharks are very powerful for the ocean and keeping it really um, clean and kind of where it's, where it's meant to be in terms of fish in the, in the ecosystem, in the ocean and that type of thing. And so first and foremost is that I think a lot of us are taught the opt to we're taught to be afraid of, of sharks when really sharks are 
um, I've heard them called kind of the dogs of the ocean. They're super, um, they're just like, they're beautiful when you see them in the water. And so I had, once I moved here, I heard of some other friends saying how they wanted to go on shark dives and that type of thing. And I didn't even know that that was a thing that people do until I got here. And I, um, I did originally that scared me. (laughs) I did have a fear of swimming with the sharks. And then the more that I continued to learn about them, the more that I realized that we have created a lot more fear about them in our minds than um, when you're actually in the water with them. And so I went and did a shark dive with a company that teaches you about sharks and about the different types of sharks and kind of the what to do and what not to do. And what's so fascinating is that sharks can pick up on the electricity. So I had my GoPro with me. They can pick up on the electricity from not only the GoPro, but also from your heartbeat. And so they actually have a really bad sense of eyesight. So they rely on these other senses um, to pick up on things as well. So a few things that they kind of advised for us was to um, keep your hands kind of close to the side of your body where your legs are, um, because they can mistake your hands as like little fish. If Mm. you're like flopping around a lot and you're causing a lot of emotion, um, commotion with your hands. And then also with your feet too, if you're like kicking around a lot, they, they're super curious animals. So they might come up um, to see what it is. So you want to be very kind of mellow and calm in the water. Um, you also want to make eye contact with them in the water, which is pretty crazy to show that, you know, you see them there and and that you're another animal and that type of thing. And the other thing that I found interesting as well was that sharks swim in a hierarchy. So the more dominant sharks swim up up top and the more submissive ones swim at the bottom too. So you never really want to dive like underneath, um, a shark that's, that's swimming above the water by you because they could confuse you as a different, um, more submissive shark. And so what was really interesting is that I think a lot of us, like I mentioned, have this fear in our minds of, of sharks and that we should be afraid of them and that type of thing when really, you know, they are such beautiful, calm animals. So what's crazy is that when you're in the water with them, um, it's completely silent in the water. You know, when you swim with dolphins, um, you can hear them. We've swam with a seal before and you can hear it. But when you're with the sharks, it's just silence under there. And you're just watching the shark kind of swim around you and you're seeing sharks swim underneath you and everything. But it was really that educational component for me that that switched things in my mind was understanding that sharks actually don't care to, to harm us. Um, and, and when they do, it's because they confused our hands or our feet as another animal. Um, and what's also interesting is that, um, there were divers who were swimming like right next to them. Of course they're, they're trained and and they know what they're doing and everything, but there were divers who would swim right next to the sharks and kind of direct them on, you know, which way to go and everything. But I think it's so fascinating that, um, you know, they're actually very, very kind animals. And, um, and it's, it's the fear that we've created in our minds that, that make us afraid of them and not saying to go just dump, jump in the ocean with a bunch of sharks, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but, but I think, um, it's interesting how much fear and stories our minds can, create because I joke with my friends now where now watching the footage from my GoPro or whatever of the sharks is scarier than being in the water with the sharks. Because when you're in the water with them, you're just in the present moment and you're in the now and you're kind of back into your natural instincts where you're watching over your shoulders and you're just so in the moment and so in the present moment and just seeing the, the, um, beauty of them. And it's just such a serene, you know, beautiful moment that it's it's scarier to watch the footage of it than it actually is to be in the water with them. And so did you have uh, like on, you know, I can't, I, I never jumped. I got the closest I got to jumping out of a plane was uh, I was, we were doing the training, all that. And then it was high wind. So we had to come back. I had a final, mm-hmm. so I couldn't come back with the group. And I've never, yeah. I'm like, I'm never jumping out of a plane. I yeah. dodged that one. So I can almost equate it to that where it's like, I'm sitting on the plane. I'm almost about to jump. When you're on the boat, you're all geared up. <laughs> like, what were you like, am I really going down there? Like what was yeah. the thought process going? <laughs> that's, that's when the fear really kicked in, to be honest with you. Originally I was, and I think what made me feel better is one of the things that the company really, um, you know, promotes and, and is really proud of is that they've been doing this for, I think like 10 years and they have a 100%, you know, safety rate. And so that for me really calmed myself of like, all right, if they're doing these tours, you know, every day for 10 years and no one's ever gotten injured, like 
all right, that it's got to be a safe thing to do. You know, they wouldn't put themselves at that much liability if it was actually a very dangerous thing to do. So mentally, I think that's what really helped me in my mind. Um, so I was more nervous about kind of the seasickness of getting from shore out to where the sharks are, because a, that's what all my friends who had done the dive already said was like a big thing. And then B, we had really big waves that day too. So we were really like plowing through the waves. So first my, my fear was on the seasickness. And then when we got, I wasn't necessarily scared of the sharks, but then when we got there and they kind of like rev the engines, cause the sharks find that super like interesting and curious and they come over to see what it is and then you see the sharks swimming at the top of the water that's when it did hit me a little bit I'm not gonna lie of a little bit of fear of oh man what am I what are we what are we doing here like what am I about to get myself into um but I knew that I was in good hands and and um, they did a really good job with us the entire time so you do get some like you, you do get some fear when you see the sharks swimming on top of the water, when you're in the water and seeing them kind of swim around you and swim near you and everything and, and underneath you. Um, but then, like I said, once you get back into the present moment, that was really a big game changer for me. Has there been any other, um, maybe not to that extreme, but any other things that have happened in Hawaii of, of note, maybe that got you outside your comfort zone? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things. And one of the things that stood out to me the most when I first moved here was how much there is, how much of a, I don't want to call it a playground, but I feel like I'm playing all the time here. And it really made me realize how little I had play in my life in New York Mm -hmm. is that my life in New York, I was 95% of the time focused on work and had 5% play time, you know, to do other things. And and by the time I had that time, I was exhausted and just wanted to sit and scroll on social media on my phone. And so yeah. one of the big things that stood out to me here was how much more I play here and how much more I have fun. And so um, there definitely have been different things that have pushed me outside of my comfort zone from um, I started to learn how to snorkel and free dive while being here. And so free dive is when you um, hold your breath and go deep under the, under the water. Um, and you, but you don't have like scuba diving, you have oxygen connected with you. Free diving, you don't free diving. You're just holding your breath as you go down and, and, um, kind of equalizing the further you go down because the more pressure is on your ears. And so that's been a really cool challenge for me as well, because, um, I have other friends too, who had gotten into free diving and everything. And there's some really cool spots around here where you can go, um, dive in the caves and like swim through different caves and you swim with, you know, you're seeing sea turtles when you're out swimming or seals or all these different fish and that type of thing. And so that's also been a big challenge for me is learning how to not only, you know, hold my breath as I do these things, but also to trust my body and trust myself that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this dive and be okay. And then I can do it and kind of pushing that limit and that type of thing too. So things like that, even things like, um, you know, jumping off of, not cliffs, but like jumping off rocks and that type of thing. There's just a lot of different moments in, in playing that I've learned how to trust myself and, and learn that I actually need time in my life to play and to have fun and to do these different things. Or, um, I began learning how to surf, you know, out here as well, which has been a really big dream for me. So that's been a big, um, challenge as well of learning how to do that and, um, not being afraid to, you know, put yourself into these waves and, and go for it. So there have been a lot of, a lot of different things that have kind of pushed that challenge for me. And honestly, most of the days I'm just in awe that like a lifestyle like this is even possible and that it's something that, um, that can be lived. Cause like, like you've mentioned, I'm just from a small town, you know, in upstate New York where it's very rare to hear someone pick up and move across the country to Hawaii. So it's super cool to, to be able to experience that and just kind of test the limits with different things and, and take the risks with different things and learn about them. And, um, and just, you know, like I've mentioned, see what's possible. You mentioned social media, just to double click on that for a minute. Yeah. Do you find that again, having this kind of you know, aha moment, epiphany, if you will, do you find that you don't spend nearly as much time on there or do you kind of limit yourself because you're like, wait a minute, this is kind of almost like a waste of time. Yeah. So one of the challenges that I had when I was in New York and when I was still living there, that really, really bothered me was like I mentioned, you know, I would spend my whole day working. And then after that I would eat something for dinner and then 
go to my room and lay on my bed and I'd be so tired to do anything else that I would just pick up my phone and scroll through social media. So I would just scroll through Instagram. I'd scroll through TikTok. And then what I'd find is that hours later here, I still am scrolling and I'm like, okay, I, this is not how I want to, like, it would just make me feel awful and it would make me feel, um, not the way that I wanted to. And, and like I was living through other people's lives and other Mm -hmm. people's narratives, then creating my own And so that's something that really, really bothered me that I knew I wanted to switch when I moved out to Hawaii. And so now I find myself posting a lot more because I want to show people the type of lifestyle that's possible and and show them another way um, of living and, and, you know, what's out there. And and just like I said, Hawaii, it leaves me in awe so often that I want to share with them the beauty, you know, of Hawaii and all the things that I see. So I definitely try and be intentional about that of how much time I'm spending on social and everything. And granted, there's still days and there's still times where I find myself in the habit of picking up my phone and like scrolling through or that mm-hmm. type of thing. But it's definitely something that I'm much more intentional about now is how am I using it and how am I spending my time in general? You know, am I spending it doing things that I want to be doing or am I spending it scrolling on my phone seeing how other people are living their lives um, and versus creating my own story. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was getting at is the, and so I appreciate you kind of going through that exercise and then realizing, wait a minute, this is, there's a different way to use this. That's why I'm kind of at that point now. Cause I did, you know, back in actually it was 20 in January, 2020, I did a third day. So I did a detox the entire month, no social media yeah, cool. third days. And the first like week was tough, but then it was easy. You know, that was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Um, but I thought about going back and doing that again. And the reason is because what you just mentioned, like the intention is to go on there and post stuff and again, share like the just get started message mm-hmm. and all that. And then sometimes you find yourself like, oh, let me see what, you know, so-and-so is doing. Okay, let me, and then all of a sudden 10 minutes go by or 20 or 30. And you're like, mm-hmm. what, is what is going on here? So like mm-hmm. putting those kind of guides or the, the guide rails, if you will. So I don't know, I would... I was just thinking of ripping the bandaid off and doing that again. Um, yeah. Just to, but I don't know if you have to go that extreme. I, you know, as I thought, that's why I asked. Cause I was like, I think there could be a, okay, I'm going to go for 10 minutes. I'm going to post this yeah. and then I'm out and there's no, but I don't know. It's really having that intention is the biggest thing. Cause otherwise it then just turns into a habit that we don't even realize that we're doing, you know? So having the awareness and and setting that intention or even setting the limits on your phone, you know, to have it, turn off and, and sticking to that after the time limit is up is huge. And it really does start with that self-awareness and that intention piece that makes all the difference. Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, I have a 30 minute timer on my social media apps. Yep. Sometimes I, I ignore yep. them and I go past them. <laughs> Same. It's not all the time, but you know, yep. so that's one of those things I think getting to that intentional point. Um, so good point there. I wanted did I did want to ask. I under you said something a long time ago. Yeah, and I wanted to go back to, and it's around your business, um, because you you mentioned something about working, you know, kind of 10, 12 hours in your business mm-hmm. and never being able to get away from it. And something popped in my head. I wrote a note down. Uh, Tim Ferriss for our work, we popped in my head about building systems. Mm-hmm. And trying to almost remove yourself from the business because generally we're the barrier. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if not obviously with what you do, you're interacting with your clients. It's kind of hard for you maybe to remove yourself. But over the last year, year and a half, have you done anything to improve your systems and how you actually work with people, how you manage the business, like so that you can go out and surf more and have those, you know, kind of better times versus sitting at the computer? Definitely. And that is a continual work in progress that I am always trying to build and refine and that type of thing. I think one of the biggest things that really woke me up is, um, you know, it's been made very clear to me and I find it so fascinating how any friends that I have out here who are also from the East Coast also understand how how much the hustle mentality has kind of been ingrained in us, you know, and, um, and so for me, I had this really big idea of just, you got to hustle and you got to work a lot. And especially when you're just starting your business off, like there's definitely seasons when you have to roll up your sleeves and and put in the work and, and do it and everything. And, um, I think the biggest thing that has really opened my eyes moving to Hawaii is seeing how there's so much more to life than just work. And that's, that was a really big kind of aha for me to see is that, um, you know, there are other things to do besides 
besides work. And that that's what really, that's such a big part of what life is about is all these other moments. Or even just when I sit and like watch a really beautiful sunset here, I'm like, wow, that's like such a big part of what life is about. It's just these little moments and these little everyday moments of being able to catch a sunset or, um, you know, grab a bite to eat with your friends or do all these little things. And so it really has woken me up to how can I create even more of these systems, you know, in my life, or what are these things that I can, um, that I can put into place so that I can spend more time doing these things or spend more time outside and realizing that you don't have to live life how most people live it of working 40 hours a week and, um, and just, you know, waking up, going to work, coming home, making dinner, watching TV, going to bed, doing the same thing over again. Like you can create a life that that is different than that. It doesn't have to look like that. And granted, there's tons of weeks where I work 40, if not more hours a week. And there's other weeks where I work less than 40 hours a week. And so just realizing too, that that life can be like, you can really craft your life to have it be the way that you want to be. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to put in that groundwork first and, you know, do, do all of that and put in the 12 and 12, 10 to 12 hour days and that type of thing. But also, you know, you can craft your life the way that you want it to be. And so for me, I'm continually finding out, you know, what are those systems that I have in a place? And what's been cool too, is I, you know, have been figuring out, you know, if I only want to spend, if I'm only working from this time to this time today, it actually puts me into a better mindset where I'm like, all right, I only have 30 minutes to get this task done. So like, let's go and do it. Versus before when I felt like I had so much time to do it, I would then get in my head about it. And then that's where like the stories or the overthinking or the perfectionist um, would kind of come into play to get those things done where now I'm like, all right, I only have this much time to get these things done, ready, set, go, and let's do it. And I'm like, again, put into action and put into the present moment versus being in the fear of being in the stories in my head. So um, long story short, I'm continually figuring out what those systems are in a place. And for me, I'm trying to get into more of a routine of, you know, what are the boundaries? What are the times that I'm working? And what are the times that I'm shutting off and not, you know, going on social or not going on my email and learning how to have this balance between work and play versus it just being all work or just being all play has been really, really huge for me. Well, and, and one thing I wanted to underscore, you made a good point about, you know, everyone's situation is different because someone may look at you like, well, I don't run my own business, so I can't. Yeah, that sounds nice, but I can't do that. You know, but mm-hmm. but you can look at, you know, we're in a great obviously part of our existence right now where a lot of folks can work remote with their job. So mm-hmm. if you're driving in the office 45 minutes each way, that's an opportunity. You can say, man, I could save an hour and a half a day. That's almost whatever that is, seven and a half hours a week. Um if I just get a job that allows me to do that, you know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be, Oh, I got to quit my job and exactly. start my business. It's just looking yeah. at how, yeah. Time you manage your time. Where do you yeah. spend your time? You know, and just, you know, if you're that. spending two hours a day on social media, just scrolling through, like think of if you cut that down to 20 minutes and then how much more time you have to go do something else, you know, whatever that right. thing is that lights you up. So it's really looking at, you know, how are you spending your time and how can you maximize that or, or switch that up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what are you excited about? What do the next six months look like for you? Any any cool yeah. things coming up? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited to just continual continually um kind of learning and experiencing my new home here in Hawaii. Like, it's so crazy how every season um, there's a different vibe here with the type of people that are here and we're about to um, go into winter time. So there's going to be a lot of like pro surfers here and big waves and that type of thing. So it's been really cool to see how the vibe of the place and the environment changes depending on the season. So I'm excited to continue experiencing um, the different seasons here in Hawaii and just, um, you know, the lifestyle out here and, and build that up and everything. And then I'm excited too about um, where my business is headed as well of being very intentional about, you know, like I mentioned, how I'm spending my time and and who am I working with and how am I helping them and how are we making an impact? So I'm really excited about that too, because that's been a really cool thing to see how my business has evolved and grown um, since moving out here. You know, I've gained one of the cool things that I didn't even realize was I gained my first like Australian client and she purposely signed up with me because she's like, you're in Hawaii and the time change isn't too crazy mm-hmm. um, compared to working with someone on the East Coast. And so it's been cool to see the the new doors and the new opportunities that have been opening up because I took this leap. So I'm really excited to see where my business continues to go and just continuing to experience all that life has to offer. Any last words of encouragement, wisdom? Yeah, I would anything say... Anything like that for folks listening? 
Totally. I would say that um, I think a big part of this that we didn't talk about was that when I did first start telling people that I was moving out here, I received two different responses. I received one response of, that's so exciting, like congratulations, way to go. And I received the other other response of, are you crazy? Like, why? Like, <laughs> that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard of. So there was, there was, it was one or the other, either super excited or super confused and like concerned why I was going. And so there were a lot of people who did not think that this what this mood move made sense. They thought that this was like a crazy thing to do and and it doesn't make sense to them. And I chose to to do it anyway and chose to kind of follow that that calling in me and everything. And so my my message to other people is that there's going to be times in your life or callings that make a lot of sense to you um, or make a lot of sense within and don't make sense to other people or the people around you. And that's okay. Like it doesn't have to make sense to them. It doesn't have to um, align with them. Like it, it really focus on you and focus on what lights you up and what excites you um, because that's there for a reason. So even if other people don't approve of or agree with kind of the thing that lights you up or the thing you want to do, like go and give it a try anyway and see what happens um, because you never, you just never know. Lexi, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad you're know. coming thank back you. on and, and joining on the podcast. Uh, yeah, where where can everyone say me. hello, by the way? If everyone wants to say hello to you, any, any specific spot where you're spending yeah, time now? Definitely. Um, you can always come and say hello on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out and kind of post a lot of my Hawaii pictures and Hawaii adventures and everything. So um, you can find me there at Lexi Godlewski. Or you can send me a text at 518-217-4552 um, if you want to get in touch directly and have a conversation. Awesome. Lexi, thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited I got to share this story. This is the first time. Hey, everyone. Just one more quick thing before you skip along in your day. You know, if you do enjoy this content or other things that I've put out or just enjoy learning more and trying to adapt your thinking uh, to become happier each and every day, there's a couple of things that you may benefit from. Um, if you go to my website, brianandraco.com forward slash subscribe, you can sign up for my newsletter that goes out once a week. And that's really a digest of a lot of information that I gather throughout the weeks, whether it's a new video that I think could be informative or a podcast that's been valuable to me, book that I might read, etc. Um, secondly, I blog three times a week, and these are more micro blogs, one to five minute reads, short digestible blogs that'll send right to your inbox on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. So check that out on my website, brianandraco.com forward slash subscribe if you think it's something you might enjoy. I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.